Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in to Peeling Back the Fourth Wall. So Aurora and I are here today, we're very excited to uh, get into today's episode. We're talking about Star Wars and uh, this comes from Aurora and I going through the um, the two trilogies before uh, Disney took over, also watched Rogue One. And uh, you know, as we were sitting there and as we were going through um, you know, these, as we were going through you know, the movies, there were just things that popped up to us that, you know, we asked some questions about and, uh, some interesting theories and we'll save some of them for later times. Um, but today we'll get into, um, a big question that we had. And, but before we do, we do want to mention again, you guys have heard it. Um, we are official travel agents. We do specialize in Disney universal world Caribbean carnival cruise line sandals resort. Uh, so, you know, feel free to reach out to us. We'd love to help you book your next set of magical memories here with us. Um, it's always a pleasure to be able to do that for people. And, uh, we really enjoy it. You know, we, we have such a great time when we go to universal parks, we go to Disney parks, SeaWorld. um, you know, me and the the family's trying to figure out what we're going to do for like a cruise or something like that at some point. But, you know, we've, we really have enjoyed uh, taking trips and taking vacations to these places in the past and, and really want to make sure that people, when they go, they have all the advice they need, uh, any expert guidance that they need. And we can do as little or as much as you would like. And it's no additional fee to you. It is free. Uh, the fees that we get paid by are included already in your price, whether you book by yourself or you book with us. So um, feel free to reach out. We'd love to help you book your next set of magical memories here um, with uh, Share the Magic Travel Agency under uh, me and Aurora. So anyway, we'll hop into today's episode. And the big question that we have here is um was dooku count dooku okay was he actually the chosen one now there's a lot of things people are going to say you're you're off the walls like what are you thinking well here's the thing guys there's a lot of stuff that went on in star wars there's a lot of things that happened especially if you include the the most recent disney trilogy of star wars that has really kind of destroyed the the prophecy of the chosen one right and really if they're going to hold to that there's a lot of things that open up to create what the chosen one could or is uh could be or is and so in light of that that's what we're talking about today so you look at count duke okay he broke from the jedi due to his differences in ideals okay those ideals were taught to qui-gon jinn who was his Padawan and, you know, his apprentice developed under him, right? So he taught everything he knew to Qui-Gon Jinn. Avoid fear of political policy to do what's right for the, fo- uh, you know, that was the focus that Count Dooku had. D- don't worry about politics. Don't worry about the Senate. Do what's right. Avoid your fear of politics and the Senate. And that's the thing. He he really saw that there was a fear. And you could see that later on in the prequel trilogies is that the Jedi Council, the Jedi Order, did have a fear of upsetting um you know the the Republic. They they, they had a fear of upsetting them and, and doing making the doing the wrong things, making the wrong decisions, um, that would upset the Republic, even if it was a decision that if those politics weren't there this wouldn't be an issue, right? So there was fear there, and fear is one of the first things that could lead potentially to the dark side. So that maybe that was very insightful by Dooku. And then Kenobi, 
Um, you know, but Master Yoda said, I, I should be mindful of the future, okay? Obi-Wan Kenobi said this in the first, first movie, okay? Um, the Phantom Menace. He, Obi-Wan Kenobi said, but Master Yoda says, I should be mindful of the future. And Qui-Gon said, yes, but not at the expense of the now. Be mindful of the living force, okay? This meant to control anxiety and emotions outside of the focused moment. Okay, you're not supposed to let the moment that you're in, you know, cloud. You're not let your judgment in the moment be clouded by things outside of that moment that you're in. Okay, because your anxiety and your emotions can cloud that when you're focused and you're doing something at the moment. This is this is true in the real world. You should be in the present moment and enjoy it. Okay, so don't think about, oh well, what I do right now, how's it going to affect me five years from now? Like, look. You can't you can't worry about that. You can't think about that. If you do, there's so many things you're not going to do. You're not going to grow. You're not going to develop. You're not going to take chances. You're not going to take risks. And ultimately, you're going to stunt your own growth. And that is what they're trying to come across here. Okay. Yet, be aware of your actions in the now in relation to the future. You need to be aware of it. Okay. Not let the future fears immobilize you, though, from the choices you have in the present. This is exactly what Dooku and uh, Qui-Gon Jinn were teaching, and this is what Kenobi uh, had gotten pieces of. Now, obviously, Qui-Gon died fairly early on from what a master to uh, an apprentice, um, you know, w- would would lose. Like, the, you know, it, it's sad Kenobi lost his master earlier than most uh, apprentices and padawans would have to, but that that was the situation for him. So, but he did get some of these teachings. So, through Dooku's teachings, Qui Gon learned attachment is okay if you control your emotions. Okay, this is something Qui Gon developed, and Qui Gon had a relationship. Qui Gon had attachment, but controlled them in the moments those attachments were not there. Okay, so if if Qui-Gon was in a battle, if Qui-Gon was doing something, if Qui-Gon was off on another planet doing something for the Jedi, he was focused on that moment. He was following the Force through that moment. He was listening to it and doing what he needed to do, not thinking about his emotions, his attachments. He wasn't letting that cloud his judgment or change what he would do or make him stray from what the Living Force was trying to get him to do. Okay, That is something very unique that Qui-Gon was able to do and the Jedi Order did not want that. Qui-Gon learned this, I believe, through Dooku's teachings. He learned that is okay. Attachment is okay because Dooku had attachment to his home planet. And that's one of the biggest reasons he left was because his planet was destroyed because the Jedi wouldn't step in to help. And that is really what triggered it for him to leave. But that is what made um, Qui-Gon understand and learn, okay, attachment is okay as long as you control it. Obi-Wan was shown this uh meeting with the gung uh meeting with the gungan leader when obi-wan he was mad at the gungans because they wouldn't help naboo okay this is an example in the movie that shows this qui-gon um obi-wan was mad at the gungans and you know he spoke up and and said something to them you know basically like you know what happens to one will affect the other you must know this and and you know Qui-Gon kind of looked over at him but Qui-Gon stayed in the present only sought to alleviate their current situation he didn't look to fix the whole war right then and there he wasn't growing impatient to try and fix that overall looming goal he just needed to fix the one goal they had right then which was how do we get transportation to get to Naboo okay so he used Jedi mind trick he was able to get transportation to get to Naboo 
uh, to go through the planet core, and that's all that he really wanted. Obi-Wan was jumping ahead. His emotions, his frustration was getting to him, and he was jumping ahead to try and fix the war right then and there. Qui-Gon stayed within the moment. He stayed aware of his actions and wanted to make sure he didn't upset the chance of having the Gungans help them later on, but he needed to make sure they got through their first um, challenge, which was getting back to Naboo, or getting to Naboo. Okay, same with the choice to land on Tatooine with Padme. Okay, thinking only in that moment, not political choice of fear, because, you know, no one would have been happy that they took Padme or they took Queen Amidala to Tatooine. No one would have been happy with that because the Huts oversaw it. But Qui-Gon thinking in the moment, I can't sit and live just in fear of what the Republic or what, you know, politicians are going to care about this. I have to do what's best for us right now and get us out of the situation, and that's getting to Tatooine where we can get supplies and parts and do what we need to do. Being able to live within that moment and being conscious of that moment and not letting the outside uh, areas of fear affect him is what allowed him to go there, follow the Force to get there, and ended up finding Anakin Skywalker, which I believe he was meant to do. Think of this like a bank robber, okay? They thought through their choice beforehand. They thought through that, okay? They thought about going and robbing that bank. They thought about it. They planned it. That's what happened. But killing someone in self-defense was not a belief system choice. It was not something... So you got two examples here, okay? You got someone who is... You got you got someone who is a bank robber, which is all thought out, very methodical. But then if you if you happen to get into a fight and you accidentally kill someone in self-defense... That's not because you planned that out. You were in self-defense. You didn't plan to do that. You didn't plan for that aggression or plan for that action to happen. That's the difference between good and evil here. That's the difference between light side, dark side here. Rather, a resolution in the moment of what you are faced with, okay? It's not a predetermined method because that dictates your outcome of who you are. That will say, hey, you're not a good person. You thought this out. You wanted this, okay? You have the time to think about it. But if it's a spur reaction and you have to make a decision and you end up making a decision that it hurts someone or kills someone, okay, that doesn't mean you're a bad person. Okay, so there, there's a difference here when you look at it. Even in reality, there's a lot of things here that go along with what happens in Star Wars. Okay, so if you sit there and you just think about the future and it's all pre-thought out, you're a pretty bad person because they thought so. the Jedi Order thought so much about the politicians and upsetting them and everything that they didn't help Dooku's homeworld. They let them die and they could have helped. And that that's something that was very sad. And it, that people will look at that and say, wow, they're not very good people. And there's a lot of videos out there about Jedi not being good. And that's, that's something that, you know, from a certain point of view, you can see it that way. Okay. Letting go of the things you can't control was the key. And that was the key for Qui-Gon Others' actions are their own. They're going to do what they need to do. They're going to do what they want to do. You can only control what you can control, and that is yourself. And and that is what Qui-Gon thought about. That is what Dooku thought about. But the Jedi did not think about that. They thought about, okay, how do we how do we get how do we make sure that the politicians are happy with us? How do we maneuver things? How do we make sure that we do what they want us to do? Like they weren't thinking about what was good for them. They weren't thinking of what they could control. They were thinking of how do we control our relationship with the Republic? And that is what led to bad decisions ultimately and led for them getting away from what the force wanted of them. 
All right. This is why Dooku left the order. He couldn't control them. Um, he couldn't control what the Jedi were doing in their decisions. So he decided, you know what? I'm going to leave because I can't control you. I'm not going to try and manipulate you and do those types of things. I'm not like that. I'm going to control what I control and stay in the present. And uh, so he left. Um, this is why he did some evil deeds. In the moment, yeah, he, he killed people. Yes, he he made some decisions that were very harmful and hurtful, but he did it as a necessity within that time. Okay, he never went to the dark side. If you look at Dooku, he never became a Sith. This is why Kenobi had such a challenge with Dooku when he battled him. Kenobi can fight a Sith because they're fi they're fighting with emotion, they're fighting with rage. There's there's things that they do in their fighting mode that allows him to be a perfect Sith killer, and that's what he was. Um, Dooku was not a Sith killer, and every time that Dooku went up against Kenobi, Kenobi lost. <laughs> Kenobi did not fare as well. Like He did better against Grievous than he did up against Dooku, and so there's a big reason for that. you got to think about it, and that's because Dooku never became a Sith. Okay, He wanted to create a new Jedi Order when the wars were over, when he went to the Separatists, and he was helping them, and, and helping Palpatine, and all this stuff. Uh, helping Darth Sidious. His goal at the end was to create a new Jedi Order once the wars were over. He never once went to the dark side. Yes, he learned Force Lightning. Yes, he did some of those things, but those were things he saw as a necessity for his goal at that time, which was to be able to help to save the Jedi from their political stance, help to get them out of that, help to get them to understand that they need to listen more to the living force and do in the moment what they need to do um, instead of fear of politics and things like that. And so that's that, that's his big goal. That's what he was looking for. He never went to the dark side. And that is a huge thing that people don't realize and think about. But Obi-Wan was taught by Qui-Gon, who was taught by Lord Count Dooku. And learned this balance as well. To an extent, like I said, Qui-Gon died, you know, before he should have. And that left Obi-Wan to be a little bit less open to these things. But Kenobi had his own his own attachment. Kenobi had his own attachment. He he had <clears throat> he had his own attachment, he had his own his own relationship where he had someone he loved, and I believe that was through Qui-Gon's teachings, Dooku's teaching, he did believe these things, and it was just trumped at certain points with certain topics by the Jedi Council and the Jedi Order, and th that's fine. You know, he had a lot of time around them, too, and he learned from them, so it makes sense that that would happen, um, but through though Kenobi wasn't as experienced and equipped to deal with Anakin the way Qui-Gon was, and that's what I'm talking about here, Kenobi was not as equipped with these teachings and with these these ideals to be able to help Anakin be able to be okay with his mom passing and not make spontaneous decision well thought out decisions to go and and rescue her and get all upset and kill the whole you know family that he did of the Tusken Raiders I mean that was thought out at some point after you kill two or three all right this isn't spontaneous emotion this is you thinking out this this is you plotting to do this and then he was okay with going and killing younglings and he was okay with go i mean he was he was fine with thinking through these things he had changed to a dark person um but qui-gon's teachings through obi-wan could have helped him with that and qui-gon if he was able to be anakin's master instead i think would have helped anakin be able to deal with these things a lot better than he did 
okay? This is what aided Anakin's um, return, actually, um, but provided the teachings for Anakin that Kenobi allowed. So Kenobi was able to teach Anakin enough about attachment and allow those things. You know, Kenobi knew about Anakin and Padme and didn't tell the Jedi Order. It was similar to Qui-Gon's relationship before, and Kenobi didn't say anything to the Jedi Order. You know, this let Anakin let Anakin learn it was okay from his master to get attachments. It was okay. And that allowed Anakin to keep thinking that, and he had an attachment to his son. Though Anakin lost his way, he needed the balance. If Yoda or Windu had trained Anakin, they would have made him cut off from emotions entirely. All right? And he still had that connection with his mom. That wasn't going to go away. So if he forced that, it was only going to make things even worse. This allowed Anakin to form attachments, which led to the attachment to his son via his love from Padme. And that led to Sidious's demise. The only reason that Anakin was able to overthrow Sidious was ultimately to live in the moment and understand, I'm not going to care about upsetting Lord Sidious. I'm not going to care about the Empire. Because right now, I need to save my son. And my feelings are telling me I need to save my son because I care about him and I love him. That's what he did. He wasn't manipulated by future fears of what would happen. All he did was allow the Force to control the things that he could control. And not worry about anything that he couldn't he allowed the force to control the things that he can't control in that moment and all he and he he ended up killing Sidious okay supposedly bringing balance to the force which you know as we know Disney kind of ruined that but if you look at it here's the whole premise of this guys and I know all you guys are like oh you're off your rocker why did you say Dooku was the chosen one you haven't even talked about that this entire episode here's what I'm getting to Anakin who Darth Vader learned as Anakin from Obi-Wan Kenobi, who learned from Qui-Gon Jinn, who learned from Dooku, who started this. Dooku started this to have attachments, learn it's okay, be able to control what you can control in the moment. Don't worry about the things you can't control. Let it go. Those things were taught and ultimately given to Anakin that I believe allowed him to come back from the dark side. And so if it wasn't for Count Dooku, if it wasn't for him, Qui-Gon wouldn't have ended up the way he ended up. Obi-Wan wouldn't have taught the things to Anakin that he taught to him. He would have cut off his relationship with Padme and all those things. And thus creating a situation where Anakin would have nothing to lose. He would have no attachment to bring him back to the light side of the Force. So could it be true from a certain point of view that Count Dooku was the chosen one in the prophecy. Count Dooku is the one that started this belief and allowed it to foster and grow through Qui-Gon and through Obi-Wan enough that Anakin was able to come back from the dark side through what Dooku had started teaching to his lineage of Jedi. So you could see that from a certain point of view, this could be true, that Dooku could have ultimately been the chosen one. And that is what we're trying to get to with today's episode is just thinking about things a little differently, looking at how it works because, and I know a lot of you are going to say, well, he wasn't there to kill Sidious. He wasn't there to destroy the Sith. Well, let me tell you something, guys. Yeah, 
Darth Vader didn't destroy the Sith anyway. Disney has ruined the whole prophecy thing in the way that we think about it. So if we're going to stick to what Disney has made the prophecy turn into, which is a, you know, a few years of <laughs> of balancing the force in the galaxy, meaning it's not permanent at all, it's, it's very temporary, that this is going to actually be in place and, and actually mean something, um, you could definitely look at Dooku as a reason that that happened. Because Anakin was supposed to be the chosen one. Even in the uh, second trilogy, you know, the first trilogy that actually came out, you look at, you know, Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. Luke did not kill Sidious. Luke did not do that. Anakin did. But Anakin was supposed to be the chosen one, but he went to the dark side. So if you're allowed to go to the dark side, you're allowed to come back, you're allowed to destroy Sidious, but your balance of the force isn't a permanent thing. I mean, there's no reason to say that Dooku couldn't have been the chosen one himself. Because he came to these realizations. He he came he developed these ideals that he taught and created the ability for Anakin to ultimately defeat Sidious. So, as you can see, from a certain point of view, the, the Jedi's favorite um, favorite thing to say, it could be true that Count Dooku was the chosen one. And we'll never know. We will never know. We, we have not heard full confirmation from people. We haven't heard uh, things come out from higher up beings, from the person who developed the um, prophecy that yes, that's what it is. Anakin was the chosen one. Like, there's no direct comp there's no direct confirmation, and we'll never get full direct confirmation. There's always going to be doubts. There's always going to be questions. But that leads us to be able to think about some hypotheses like this, which makes it very fun, very interesting to go into the Star Wars lore and Star Wars mythos. Star Wars mythos. Um, but yeah, we'll go ahead and stop with that today, guys. I mean, what did you think about this? What do you think that we're off our rocker? Or do you think that, yeah, you're right, this could be true from a certain point of view. If you look at it, Dooku is the one that started this. Dooku is the one that fostered that belief that was instilled into into Qui-Gon, into Obi-Wan, and then into Anakin enough to allow Anakin to still continue developing attachments and give him a reason through his love for Padme to have something to come back from the dark side with. And that was Luke Skywalker. He came back from the dark side from his son, Luke. And the only reason that happened, the only reason he had a son, was because he loved Padme, and that was directly from, allowed by Obi-Wan through his teachings from Qui-Gon and Dooku. So yeah, what'd you guys think? I mean, it's interesting to us. We, th we think that was a really cool topic. Um, there's a lot of things within the Jedi Order, the Sith Order, um, you know, and, and even uh, the gray Jedi now is, you know, what? How do these ideals work? What's the thought process? You know, what? Are, you know, are these are the Jedi too overly religious? Right? Are they the the super strict Christians that won't allow their kids to ever do anything and their whole life? And then when they finally get out, they just want to go get drunk and wasted. Like, you, you hear those stories, you hear those things, and it and happens. You know, so where is that balance? I think that. Star Wars is a great story about finding that balance and being a good person 
Even though you may make mistakes, even though you may do something that could be wrong in some people's eyes, you could do like Dooku and leave and create your own thing and do your own thing. But as long as you're ultimately trying to be a good person within yourself, why does it matter what other people think? Why does it matter what a code or an order or rules tell you you have to do? As long as you're not being a bad person, as long as you're not going out getting wasted and doing drugs and crap. So what would you guys think? Thanks so much. We'll talk to you again next week.